0: i'm not gonna kink shame them like it's whatever they're into (laughs) you're not gonna what
1: kink shame (laughs) kink shame came like that they're just it's just like is that a a thing is that a phrase
2: this is the greg cody show with greg cody Pardon
1: it. here's your host greg cody but but I'm I'm just wondering how we start this. Do we want to go straight to MailSack or do we want like a little intro like this on the way to MailSack? Whose MailSack? Mine, of course. Uh, well, we haven't seen it in a while. The episode's already started. The episode started <laughs> okay. with you asking
0: if you want to start with my sack. Okay. Well, we were having a raging off-air uh, conversation that... Yeah, it uh, wasn't that good, Dad. It's It's you making the same argument. Like, go ahead.
1: Well, look, we were talking, like most of America... We were talking about the the whole Titanic submersive uh, tragedy where five people, you know, and, and we're doing this Thursday evening. Things could change. Maybe there's a miracle. But barring that, you know, five people have died, you know, being explorers who spent $250,000 each to get a firsthand look at at the Titanic remains. And apparently they've lost their lives through a tr- terrible tragedy. And you, like a lot of people, are questioning, what, why could they be so?
0: Don't they realize how dangerous this is? What's with the need for this? I agree with you. I've always said I never want to go skydiving. I never want to go in a helicopter. I have no interest in doing something where my chances of dying or something like that happening go up a little bit and but that's i understand that that's some people's bag like i like to play poker sometimes i like to go to the (laughs) zoo you like to go we're going on a cruise in a couple days we (laughs) like cruises
1: you know why we're going on why dad why are we going on the cruise Uh, because we can afford it and because we enjoy it (laughs) no because the risk is very little we're not going to have pirates board our cruise ship oh crap greg come on it has nothing. I know, jeez, don't put that on us. I,
0: (laughs) I just don't like we. You should stop right there. We go on cruises because we like it. Right. They go. These people do this crap. They have the money to do it. They do this crap because. Say it with me. They like it, and it it backfired this time. I'm not like saying like there's a lot of jokes to be made here, but I just I'm I've been here, Dad. It's it's one. It's
1: what everyone's saying. Okay. A story. Okay. A if if you're off the pulpit, give me a chance to talk on my own podcast. (laughs) A, I am not criticizing these people for doing it. I just, feel bad for this What do you mean? Tragedy. That's exactly what you were doing. I feel bad for the family. I am questioning the, the whole philosophy of daredevilry. You know, why you would want to do this. When, you've, when I've read about this. When these people sign the waiver to go on this thing, it's like three times on the first page. It basically says you could die. Now, I'm married to a defense attorney, and I can tell you there are still going to be lawsuits. Okay, (laughs) just because they sign a waiver doesn't mean people aren't going to sue their ass for anything they did wrong here. I'm claustrophobic. The idea that I would get in a minivan. You're just saying things about you.
0: Yes, you don't want to do this. Yes, you are too afraid to. You'd be claustrophobic. There are other people that like this stuff. Right. And I don't understand it daredevilry is
2: subjective too of course it is like my grandma would never get on a roller coaster because she she her, her words i don't want to die and have to explain to my lord that i died doing something stupid you know (laughs) but to me that's not daredevilry but to her it
0: would have been roller coasters not that risky for me but it would be for her all i hope and to me the most fascinating thing is the most horrifying thing about all this the, the, the most fascinating thing to me about this story is just the idea of these people having to suffer with like three and a half days of just, if no one finds us, we're dead and it's harder to breathe in here. There's shit everywhere. It's cold. It's dripping. This is how I'm going out. And I have to sit and think about it for three straight days. That right. part is just, I'm so happy and it's terrible to say that they have found particles. There's reports of particles being found. I hope that, I mean, obviously, if these people are rescued, that's obviously the hope. But if they're not rescued, I pray that they were obliterated because that would at least would have been instant. The fact of these people having to sit in their fate of death for three straight days in that setting at the bottom of the ocean in darkness and cold with strangers not being able to talk, it is just and that's why this is so fascinating. that right, It's just so horrific. It is literally the handpicked, all the worst ways combined that you would want to go. And it's just nev- I have not like I don't usually get caught up in these news stories. Like, I hope so badly that those people didn't have to do that. Would be great for the pod if pirates took over your cruise ship though for a little bit? It would because it's such a big ship that chances are it would just be something we're hearing about and we wouldn't actually experience
1: it <laughs> it could happen i mean i'm not
0: discounting we'd lock the ourselves up we'd lock ourselves up in my dad's two story suite <laughs> <laughs> all right what if what if they're fun pirates pirates <laughs> pirates <laughs> <laughs>
2: what are fun pirates i don't have you ever seen uh, stardust no you haven't it's a movie
0: robert de niro a fun pirate there's a lot of different types of pirates by the way dad that's true there's fun pirates there's butt pirates whoa (laughs) i don't know what that means all right let's wrap
1: let's let's wrap this up by all agreeing it's a tragedy that five people died they spent two they spent a quarter of a million dollars to take an absurd risk um i still feel bad for them and their families yeah you got your take off you feel
0: good about it like cool hot take i think we need to sack it yeah let's
1: sack let's get to a sack i'm annoyed Okay, no no no, no no. I'm annoyed right now. You're making fun of me for, for for what? A cool hot take? What are you talking about? Like
0: dad, you're going on an Alaskan cruise. Like, yes, it's much less risky, but you like people with it's money do shit in, that other people It's pe-
1: infinitely less risky. Okay, and oh, but, I'm right. just saying, look, I know people who have gone skydiving, okay? <laughs> And they come back and oh, it's all great. And they have video. You're OK with that, though. No, I'm I'm OK with it, but I don't envy
0: it. I don't want to do it. You're going to criticize them if they if if someone dies like like it's just OK. Yes, it's risky, but they obviously knew the risk and they did it. So what are we going to like? That's what we want to do is I'm just, just like, trying, make, look,
1: you, all you're doing is making fun of me for my take. What I'm trying to do is explore the whole mindset of daredevilry, where you're paying big money to basically put your life at risk. You're really not exploring it. You're just saying I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get
0: it. All right, what is the riskiest what is the riskiest thing either of you have done? Dad, but that's a point. I just I'm not going to like go there though. Like I I get it. It's not something I'm into, but it's I'm not into going into the Serengeti and and and, and, and Ron McGill has sat next to a gorilla in the wild. Like his head could have gotten ripped off and you're going to get you are you going to sit here and be like, Ron, you shouldn't like, that's, that's his shit. That's what he gets off to. Like that. These people like to do this like that. Like, yeah, it's, it's horrific. What happened to them, but that, I'm not going to sh- kink shame them. Like th- it's whatever they're into. <laughs> you're not going to what kink shame. Kink shame came like that. They're just, it's just like is in the that, bed. Is like, that a thing? Is that a phrase? Sh- like, it's more, I, I, it's a sexual thing. Like, when you're into something freaky and you go, Oh, you're into that? Like, that's shaming somebody where you're supposed to just be able, like, I'm not kink shaming, like, whatever you're
1: into. I'm like, not, I, I'm not shaming anybody. I it, am that, questioning the idea of why that is worth the risk. <laughs> that's all. You just said two sentences that
0: don't like those. You can't have both those like that. You are questioning it. And, uh, I'm not even saying I disagree with you, but I'm not going to like your, I I just feel it feels like, you know, at the start, I feel like you've changed your tone a little bit. I feel like I've gotten to you, but at the beginning you were definitely like in the, the mocking let's mock them a little bit for this. I
1: have, I never mocked them. Okay. And, and I want you to replay that and, and uh, replay the segment where you think I was mocking them. I think it's terrible to die like that, knowing that you have a finite amount, amount of oxygen and, and by the hour you are dying by degrees in a small th- uh, vessel at the bottom of the sea when nobody can find you, that is the worst possible way to die. I'm doing the opposite of mocking them. I am questioning why anyone on earth would risk their lives to do something like that. That's all. And, and you know, you, feel free to make fun of that take. Okay. That's my take. Why would anyone on earth and and forget the money. Forget that it costs a quarter of a million dollars and these are essentially millionaires and billionaires doing this. Why on earth would anyone risk not money but well-being? Why are we still talking about this? And
0: their families to do this. <laughs> I feel like we're running in circles. It's going to be quite the headline to
2: have Cody Kink Shame Submersible Deaths. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Let's get to dance. I've never wanted to see Greg's mail sack so bad in my life. Let's, let, let's dive into
2: this sack. All right. It's been a year since we've, done, since we've seen Greg's sack. Let's see what we've got. Hey, Greg. Rodrigo here, a long-time reader and listener
0: from Sao Paulo, Brazil. And I'm Ooh. wondering, Greg, have you ever been to Brazil or South
1: America? Uh, I feel like your feet will work beautifully on flip-flops here in Brazil. So <laughs> hopefully one day you'll come. Or maybe you already came for a big-time coverage. Hell yeah. And yeah, the Greg Cody show has gone international, baby. Have a Greg one, guys. Wow. Thank Did you. Did he tell us, he tells us to have a Greg one? <laughs> have a Greg one, guys. Um, been a good joke. <laughs> have I ever been to Have I ever been to Brazil? Um, I don't believe I have
0: ever been to Brazil first world problems when you don't know.
1: No, I'm, I'm,
0: I'm, I'm trying to think, um, like most people know the countries they've been to outside of the one I've I've traveled a lot. That's what I mean. First world problems. (laughs) problems.
1: Yeah. Um, all right. First answer. I mean, I don't know. (laughs) No, no. Look, look, uh, Barcelona, Spain is probably the the closest I've,
2: I've come to Sao Paulo. At least, uh, what, which is across an entire ocean from Sao Paulo. Yes, yeah, uh, you're right. <laughs> I think you're closer to Spain in Miami than you are in... <laughs> I mean, I think you're could, closer yeah. to Sao Paulo in Miami than you are in Barcelona. <laughs> no, geographic, geographically, <laughs> trying, of course. Driving to the Clevelander puts you closer to Sao Paulo, Brazil.
1: <laughs> right. No, I, I know my geography. I'm aware of that. Christopher has already pissed me off about the first segment we did. So I'm I'm a little bit on edge right now. I don't want to be ma- made fun of for my lack of geography. Dad. I'm very aware of wow where Spain is. That's a good joke by Yeti. What are you? How are you being all? Awesome? At, at least Rodrigo
2: acknowledged your former life as a foot model. And said you have beautiful feet. They'd look great in, in sandals down in Brazil. Let's uh, let's hear from our, our friend Cletus. He's called in before. Hey
1: fellas. this is Cletus in Navarre, Florida. I'm just wondering if y'all can make the show a little longer. I would just get into it and then it's over. I mean. If Pat McAvee can do three hours, why can't y'all? I got time to fill it at the nervous hospital
0: and I need more content. Well, my man, Cletus, we have an episode for you today because this is going to take forever because we have a <laughs> lot of calls to get to. He's going to get what he's going to get his wish. This is going to be an hour one, boys. All right.
1: I, I, I feel him. I mean, he's he's
0: not wrong. Well, we also know? ran in circles for 15 minutes about the the whatever we talked about. Okay. Something right. I'd probably rather forget
2: now. At this yeah. point of the episode, <laughs> all right, let's hear from Gino, Greg,
1: Cody, you stud, you. Just one quick question: How the hell did Chris come out of you? Good question. <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure what what direction that question's goes. Like, like, how on earth did I produce such a brilliant, talented child, or the opposite? Like. I don't know the yeah. uh, the starting point for it, that it, question.
0: It's really hit or miss with everyone with us. Like, they either love us or hate us. So if someone that hates you, right. they're thinking that I'm great. If, or maybe they hate both of
1: us. Who knows? It, it could go any way. I'm going to assume they love me mm. and, and aren't so sure about you. Right. So, like, um, you? I, yeah. so I will say that, uh, that, that uh, I'm very proud of Christopher, except earlier today in this episode. <laughs> Other than that, I love him like a pet.
2: Also, Ray Romano didn't have to disguise his name as Gino. He could have just said, Hey, this is this is Ray. <laughs> Listen. How the
1: hell did Chris come out of <laughs> okay. you? Okay. Know, like,
2: it, like it's limited it fake like, Ray Romano. Yeah. Let's go to Drew in Michigan. Hey, Greg, it's Drew in
0: Michigan. Hey, so we learned on the show this week that you are an incredible love maker. Uh, I was wondering <laughs> if you had any tips for us guys on uh, the art of love making, you know, that kind
1: of thing. Wow. Baby, uh, it's true. Uh, I was a, a terrific love maker. Uh, <laughs> you were. I'm, I'm, I'm getting a little older now. Oh, uh, we're running on fumes. <laughs> uh, but but there was a time when uh, I could have written a book while love making. That's how good <laughs> I was. I literally could have written a book while making love. It's impressive, Stan. So that's how good I was. We won't get into detail uh, details because. You know, this is a, a PG uh, maybe R rated podcast so we don't want to alienate the young ones. So it's PG or R. Um That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Dad, I actually <laughs> admitted I, I
0: actually admitted on Mystery Crate this past week that I don't know if it's hereditary, but when you said the other day or a couple weeks ago that you're a morning guy. I don't know if it's hereditary, but <laughs> <laughs> Wow. I mean that's like you. It was one of those things where I was like, why I was like, is he he's a morning man? I'm like, wait a Damn minute. Damn, right?
1: Maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah it's like, it,
0: it might run in the family. That's all I'm saying. I'll tell you what, th- the red blood don't fall
1: far from the tree. That's not how the saying goes. <laughs>
2: uh, <whatever. laughs> that's the weirdest cliche you know, I've ever
1: heard. <laughs> that's all meet at Morningwood Elementary School. Okay. okay. <laughs>
2: there's our next t-shirt uh, <laughs> my child is an honor student at morningwood elementary dude. school
0: <laughs> honestly that is a shirt. just just see it could just be morningwood elementary <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes i like it i think i i picture that as one word morningwood <laughs> maybe it would have to be to to be appropriate yeah that
0: kind of thing wow but that's good <laughs> all right let's, let's... Good. hey that's the caller that's the winner so far that's what's got the most out of us because really what the job is of these callers is to get something out of us it's like Ack. if if we end your call and we're like yep good call that doesn't help us we need content people make us say things <laughs> all right
2: here's a guy here's from uh our friend dakota
1: hey greg chris and
2: Yeti, this is Dakota from Wisconsin. Long-time listener, first-time
0: question asker. Uh Just a quick question for you, Greg. What are your top five favorite fruits? Are you an apple man, banana man, grape man, strawberry man? What? what are
1: your top five favorite fruits? Top five favorite soups? Fruits. <laughs> oh, fruits. Grape soup, apple soup, He said a handful of fruits. I know. That's why I thought, man, those are weird soups. He's like, like, I've never had, had apple <laughs> soup before. Who's had apple soup? I've had soup? apples
2: in soup. Yeah, there's a thing. Okay,
1: my top what favorite fruits. Um,
0: that's so a, was very a valid confusion
1: from him, Yeti. No. <laughs> um, I'm not going to put, I'm not going to rank them. I, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just going to wow. give you my five favorites: um, strawberries, Ugh. watermelon, good, mm-hmm. um, blueberries, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. love them. Um, okay, those are the big three. Then there's a, a the the second tier gets a little crowded. Um, I hate, uh, you know, just gourds. You know, the so bottom look. five. So now bottom yeah, five. Yeah, I mean, okay. I, I
0: hate those. So right, whatever that whatever that green, the green and orange shit, just get it out of here. Mm-hmm.
1: I like raspberry. It's, my daughter loves cantaloupe. You know what? I'm going to go with I'm going to go with a pear. Oh, it has I'm to be perfect, though. That's the part the problem with a pear is
0: it has to be too perfect. I like a pear, yeah. too. But when I but when a pear's bad, no good. Are you peaches or have...
1: nectarines? Oh, Pears and love, apples are the opposite. Um love a little orange I like a crunchy one. apple, but not a soft apple. A crapple. It's the opposite <laughs> <laughs> It's the opposite with a pear. If I don't give me a crunchy pear, give me a soft pear. Yeah, it has to be like it has to melt
0: in your mouth for it to be a good pear. Yeah, not in your mouth. Like a a no, perfect peach is good. <laughs> perfect peach is good. Yeah, but
1: peach would have made my top ten. A good But plum The question is good. was for a top five.
0: Yeah. I might I go grapes. I don't know. No one asked me, but I'm doing Oh, you know it. Grapes. what? Grapes. Grapes is good. Grapes, watermelon, <laughs> yeah. pineapple. Do I even love pineapple? I don't know. Pineapple, I'm like, one week I'll love it. The next week I'm like, get it out of here. Yeah, I hear that.
1: Happy birthday. Plus it's tough to harvest. It's tough to harvest a pineapple. Yeah. Tell me about it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right.
2: Good, Thank you, good, caller. Good caller. The gift that never came back. All right. Our next call is wins the award for most efficient. Here is James. Who needs me? That's a very good
1: question. <laughs> you know what? Nobody. That, no, no. That's a philosophical question. That's like <laughs> the modern what is life? <laughs> who needs me <laughs> is so open to interpretation that philosophers who are listening now, and I know we, you know, the heir of Galileo is listening right now. Philosophers who are listening to us right now are dumbstruck by that question. Philosophers? <laughs> who does need me? <laughs> you know, who needs me? It's not just, Sir, <laughs> it's not just three silly syllables. It is something that is thought provoking, uh, philosophical. And, and right. so let's, let's try to delve into it.
0: I have the answer. Okay. Go ahead. It's two sentences. Everybody, and nobody.
1: Okay. Hmm.
0: Those were two sentences. It could have been one sentence everybody and nobody, but I put everybody, period, and nobody, period. I
1: feel like you're, you're hitting at the scope of it, which is broad and uh, in, in, uh, in, in knowing no depth uh, or, or rather infinite depth. Um, who needs me is not meant to be taken uh, literally, it's meant to expand the mind. Like, <clears throat> pardon me. Getting all choked up by this question, (laughs) because it is thought provoking. Who needs me indeed? Like, what is my worth in in the spectrum of the universe? Who needs me indeed? That's a very thought provoking question. But, But you always use it as like a narcissistic way to
0: enter a room. Who needs me? That's true.
2: I love the idea of Gary. Is it Gary Stevens? Is that his name? Yeah. I love the idea of him as a modern day Socrates walking into the Dolphins locker room in a toga. (laughs) <laughs> okay. <laughs> who needs me and, yeah. and the cobbler answering him in a uh, in a truly philosophical fashion? Who
1: needs I? <laughs> okay. <laughs> who needs thee? <laughs> <laughs> who needs thee? I like it. Very very good question. You know
2: James, I'll tell you who needs you. We need you as we do all of our listeners. But you know who else needs you? sheets and giggles oh don't they ever and chris tell them what the, what sheets and giggles
0: needs them to do they need them to love their brother or their sister it's sibling week here at sheets and giggles and it is time to change your siblings life i did this for my brother over the holidays when i turned into the santa of sheets i was giving everybody <laughs> in my life sheets and everybody's happy with it my brother's girlfriend still to this day she hasn't stopped talking about them. Every time I see her, she mentions, she mentions, uh, she mentions, uh, <laughs> leave it in. She mentions. <laughs> <laughs> He's back. <laughs> That's some good sheets right there. She, she mentions the sheets every time I see her. Sheets giggles. God, I never fail. Sheets giggles.com <laughs> slash Greg. Dad, what's the promo code? Nice hats. There it is. Nice hat promo code <laughs> nice yeah, hat. sorry geez I
1: can't even get that right
0: <laughs> sheetsgiggles.com promo code nice hat 20% off the entire store Yeti there's a, a really odd pose of Yeti there's a real odd photo with Yeti doing a weird pose on this at this website so just at the very least go look at Yeti on this website <laughs> sheetsgiggles.com slash Greg promo code nice hat back to the callers after these messages shit <laughs> <laughs> Like I said, back
2: to the callers. Alright, here's our guy, Wayne Beamer. Greg, I met your son Chris last year when the Levitard show did did a few days in Austin for South by Southwest. At that time you were coughing a lot, and I asked I asked Chris what was going on with your health and how serious it was. You sound a whole lot better these days. At least, at least I'm not hearing you coughing anymore. So I wanted to find out how are you feeling and what are you doing to feel better. Glad to, glad to hear you on the show and enjoy you every week.
1: Take care. He still looks like shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Great, go not you Wayne. Uh, Thank you. I appreciate that question. I appreciate the concern. What was his uh, name? Wayne. No, I was asking my dad. Oh, sorry. Uh, well, yeah. Of hey, course. Sorry. Of course. When did I go way back? Um, I am. Damn it! I am, Yeti. Damn it! I am doing. I am doing much better. We'll get him again. Um, you know, I still go through a, a thing where you know, for a few months in a row, the cough will be so much better, and I, I won't even cough at all. And then all of a sudden, something happens, and I'm reminded that yeah, I've, I've got sort of a chronic cough that is uh, helped by medication, and blah blah blah. And, and so, yes, I'm, I'm doing much better. Thank you. Um, it, it's but it's still treated. a struggle. It's still a struggle for you, though. No, it is. I it's, see. It's, like,
0: if, if you see him yeah. in the mornings before he gets his medicine, like, I, I feel for you because you're still kind of dealing with it. Like, it's, oh, not, for like, sure. it, it's yeah. not like it's, the, the it's, first, it, it's not been yeah. solved.
1: The problem has not been solved. No, it hasn't. And it, nor will it be. I mean, it's a condition all related to uh, asthma. You know, it, it's just something I deal with, and, and so many people have it much worse. I'm not complaining, but I am very grateful that people are concerned, and uh, and thank you for that. I'm doing much better. Thanks. What's his name again? Wayne. My best buddy.
2: All right, so here is a, a another interesting question from uh, a listener named Josh. Josh Martin. Hey, Greg. Just wondering, if
0: a turtle loses its shell, is it homeless or naked? Thanks. I love this question. Mm-hmm. Possibly, That's a great question. I don't know what to do with it. I love it so much.
1: I just don't even want to answer it because then it'll be over. That is the most thought provoking question we've had since who needs me. <laughs> and then <and, and laughs> honestly, and then for me, it's the same answer. Both. No, mm-hmm. well, I disagree. I, I'm, I'm going to say, and I'm not saying I'm right. I'm going to say that the answer is uh, that is a naked turtle, a nude turtle. It is not homeless. Because its home is not devi- d- uh, defined by the clothes on its back, so to speak. The question is, and we should ask Ron McGill this sometime,
0: does a turtle go somewhere to like hide and sleep and like a little like do they make little caves for themselves, or are they just a floating shell at times? Because if they're just a floating shell at times, then it's their home. But if they like have a little like they bury themselves in the sand, then that's their home and they would just be naked so i, I gotta I can gotta a do-
1: turtle actually lose its shell isn't it like grafted to it even better question yeti that never even occurred to me like how does an adult turtle lose its shell can, can a turtle lose its shell and survive your mother's uh walking through the door right now so we're about to hear the infamous jumping charlie doing its thing anyway continue next question <laughs>
2: Here we go. Just waiting on Jumping Charlie. Any day, any oh
1: day now. Oh my God. I, see, I should be out there right now helping your mother, but here I am. You're working. Okay. All right. Here's Jeremy from Phoenix. Greg, Jeremy
2: Hofert, Phoenix, Arizona, calling in with a question. My father and I have a similar relationship to you and Chris, and I have noticed you are starting to lose your memory like my dad. <laughs> you can't remember having people on like Tony Kornheiser. How does that feel? is it tough losing your memory? My dad can't seem to remember he's losing his, so you're probably in the same boat. I get asked the same question 20 times every hour. Love you guys, love the show. Would love to hear an answer. Start doing memory games. It helps.
1: Okay. Um wow. That's a that's a serious question from uh from Arizona. Uh yeah, I I am my memory's not what it used to be, you know. It, and it's I don't think it's gotten chronic. Uh it's it's nothing that Worries me, but it's it's a minor annoyance. You know, I I, I have to work harder on that. But in in the Kornhouser thing, I I really did forget. And now once I'm reminded, don't don't you remember we had him on? And it's like, of course, it's it's not like I I wasn't aware of it. I simply it it you know I I forgot for a second, and yeah, I don't know what to say. What'd you say? I wasn't listening. Okay, <laughs> you forgot to listen. See, Worry. are <laughs>
2: All right. Here, another international caller. If you want to consider Vancouver, British Columbia international, here's Jeff. Craig Cody. This is Jeff from Whistler, British Columbia. So you're quite the food connoisseur. Where do you eat when you're in Vero beach? And do you have any stories from the Tommy Lasorda steakhouse?
0: (laughs) You want to talk, you want to talk about a place without a food scene. (laughs) Vero beach. Jesus. All right. Uh we eat we have, at some place, uh, we, some man, some manatee place that my dad boycotted because they wouldn't give him well, all flat wings.
1: Okay, we, we, <laughs> first of all, we have not been to Tommy Lasorda's Steakhouse. Um, we we, we usually, a, we're usually there with Uncle Dick and Nana back in the day, so we weren't really uh, in right.
2: the town red. Having dinner at two in the afternoon. Yes,
1: yes, it is true that um, uh, Manatees uh, is a wing joint in Vero Beach where I have been a lot. But I did start a soft boycott, soft boycott of Mr. Manatees because they would and and to delineate a hard boycott is I ain't setting foot in there <laughs> anymore, no matter what. A soft boycott is I will never suggest going there unless someone I like suggests it. I will go. What a stupid rule that is. <laughs> no,
2: no, it's the, a legit I, rule. I could see that. I'll defend you on that, Greg. Like. It's, I will never go there. They're never going to get my money. If someone's going right. to take me, I, who am I to say, no, we're not eating
0: there? Yeah. You know? Right. But uh, yeah, so I, w- I would count that as a soft boycott. But some places, even if someone's going to buy for you, you'll be like, that place. You did, yes, right.
1: correct. Because here, here's the thing. Mr. Manatees, they. Is it Mr. Isn't it just manatees? I think, I think it's Mr. Manatees. I don't know. <laughs> you can't yes. buy a flat wing there. Like, I'm like, I'll pay extra for it. Give me a flat wing. You can't do it. And, and you know, the, cu- the customer is always right. Why can't I get a flat wing at Manatee's? How much business are you doing? You're in bleeping Vero Beach. There's nobody <laughs> storming the gates.
0: It's, it's actually usually pretty nicely packed in there, like not overly crowded, but just people are there. All
1: right. My mother had her last meal there. So <laughs> Jesus, I have a soft spot in my heart. That's
0: not true. It so is true.
1: To- <laughs> Maybe your last meal with you. That's right. That's what I meant.
2: Out, that's why that's why he's actually boycotting it just because it's too too painful
1: thank you, but you also i wish i used... could
0: say that we <laughs> don't know that, that <laughs> i can't get flat wings there we don't know that it wasn't
1: manatees that did it in for nana <laughs> you never know i will investigate that next question
2: <laughs> all right this caller does not know how to use our website because he clearly has our old phone number memorized. Hello, Greg. This is Tom Siena from Clomax, Kentucky. Oh, my God.
1: I recognize this guy. Speaking
2: of Clomax... <laughs> I recently made the most delectable appetizers for a romantic evening with Mrs. Luciana. In fact, the bacon and bell pepper clams casino were so desirable that Mrs. Luciana insisted that I bring them into the bedroom when we began our (laughs) tantric tango. It's (laughs) to say that these succulent morsels were not the only things banging that night. (laughs) Have you or Mrs. Cote ever allowed a food-based delicacy to accompany your? nocturnal meanderings I will hang up and eagerly listen
1: good day all okay I don't know how to respond to that who is that person <laughs> is that a yes no, that's, it's that's not. Tom,
0: <laughs> I think that's Tom Musiana. I wrote his name. Is that what Tom he, calls Musiana. he
2: calls in every time we have a call in segment and he's very weirdly interested in your sex life.
0: Every he always time. says nocturnal right. meanderings. It's like, like, a, a, I I it's like me one credit of his for that. It's, it's a, one of I his hits. He knows what Muslim. he knows, what gets him played. He gets on every time. Yeah, no,
1: no. When look, I, I, I don't need any uh, culinary help in the boudoir. You know, we don't uh, we don't do that. Y'all do it in the boudoir. Whoa. Exactly. B U D O I R, I believe. Boudoir stuff. How about that? And you know it. (laughs) Okay. Okay.
0: All right. What's next? Uh, Classic Tom.
2: Oh, gosh. All right. Here's Chris. Another Chris.
0: Hey, Greg. Was it hard to quit smoking cigars? And uh, what method did you use to uh, overcome your cravings?
1: That's a good question. Um, it, Born. <laughs> no, no. It, no, that's a very thoughtful question. And and I gave up cigars in late 2017, right before my major surgery, and I thought it would be terribly uh problematic for me. I didn't think I could do it because it would it had been such a habit for me. But for whatever reason, it was it was easy. And I would say in the last five years, I've probably smoked uh, uh, you know, an inch of a cigar twice. Like I, I can't claim I've gone cold turkey and never ever smoked cigars, but I just don't do it regularly now, and I haven't missed it. And and it's the weirdest thing because I don't think of myself as somebody who can give up things that I really like. Like uh, giving up beer, for example, if we're being honest, would be very difficult for me. But I gave up cigars very easily, and I'm not sure how or why. It just it. I think it was it was fear. You were, you were feeling mortal. Like you were like, I need to do this to stay alive. It could be. That's it. It could be, uh, you know, I always rationalized it by truthfully saying that I never inhaled and, yeah, and no. I know that it was so bad for me. I've said but- that to doctors before when they asked me how often I smoke,
0: you know, uh, like, cause I don't smoke cigarettes, but you know, it's always awkward. That's always an awkward interaction with a doctor where it's like, do you smoke? I'm like, that's cigarettes. She's like, <laughs> I'm like, uh, like, you know, like on the golf course, a little cigar here or there, you know, marijuana occasionally, you know, t- it's almost an awkward conversation to have with a doctor because okay. you want to yeah, be honest. Brother... <laughs>
1: okay. But your I'm brother... saying
0: I've done that before where I, I, I get into this cigar because I, I, I'll be like, yeah, I, I will smoke one or two cigars a year where I'm literally like smoking not even half of it. And I'm like going into too much detail because I'm awkward right. of like what I'm doing. <laughs> And I'm like, and I've said that before. I've literally re- like spit out just a Greg Codyism of I did. I don't inhale, though. And she looks at me like I'm a f- idiot is what she does. <laughs> Greg, how old were you when you had your first cigar? Um, it had to be with Paul Radke <laughs> after a game no, of uh, no God, after no. a game of Stratomatic when you were like eight and he was like 16.
1: <laughs> no, actually, my Wanna cigar go back for a smoke, Greg. My cigar peccadillo uh, hit me fairly late in life. I would say I was probably in my 30s. Wow. I think I had had kids before I started smoking cigars pretty regularly. So yeah. it
0: replaced So it replaced weed. <laughs>
1: uh, you could say that if you wanted. I didn't. Neither did I deny it. <laughs> that kind of
0: thing. The a gag. We got a lot more to go, so let's hurry up. What, what is Greg Cody's favorite local beer? Favorite local beer, Miller Lite. Next, next, he doesn't have one. He walks no, I into do. a restaurant and he goes, "Why don't they have Miller Lite?"
1: Give <laughs> me a, you know what? Give me a Yingling. <laughs> um, my favorite local beer is Larubia. Is that is that Winwood? That's shout out Ben Benson. Okay, I like Larubia. Yeah, you know, I like a beer. I'm I'm weaned on light beer. Like I'm I'm conditioned to like Miller Lite. So when I have a beer that is not heavy, I don't like a heavy beer, but when I get a beer like La Rubia that is slightly beyond light, but still what I would consider to be very palatable, I like that. That is what you know these these uh these
0: niche and you know uh what's the word I'm I'm just having a moment right now. Craft. These craft beer companies make their living on uh the casual beer drinker who's looking for just an easy IPA. You know what I mean? Like the, the LaRubia, every s- distillery has their version of, oh, you don't really drink I like th- craft beer? Here, you'll like this. And, right. and, and and it's great. I'm like right there with you. LaRubia is good. Yeah. Moving on. Are
2: you a less filling or taste great guy? Uh, Tastes great. Less filling. All right, here's Jim Stevens. Hey, Greg, how are you? Huge fan of the show, the Levitat show. Huge fan of yours. Where is so he from? Obviously, it's been a pretty tough month as a Boston sports fan and a Boston oh. native scene. Uh, B's and C's go down to uh, both teams in South Florida. Now, since you are a native of, uh, I believe, Lawrence, Mass., I was curious, uh, I know that you're still a Red Sox fan, but what other allegiances do you still have to, you know, Boston and Massachusetts? And
0: what do you miss most about Massachusetts? Thanks. He left there when he was six
1: months old. (laughs) Well, we left there when I was two and a half or three, uh, been back several times. And, and I do. So the playground, I do have a, a bond to, you know, you're always a native, like I'm proud to say I was born in Massachusetts. I'm not ashamed of it. Um, grew up a Red Sox fan. Uh, but as early as the Red Sox, I was a Celtics fan. Um, Bill Russell and Sam Jones, who would take those corner threes off the glass he would hit bank shots off the glass from three-point range, Sam Jones, from the corner. Uh, I was a big fan of his. Havlicek, of course. Uh, I would say I was a big Celtics fan long before the Miami Heat came around and and probably even before the Red Sox. So those are my two teams. Never cared about the Patriots. <laughs> um, never cared about the Bruins, quite frankly. But the Red Sox and, and, the, and, and the Celtics weaned me onto sports. So that's a huge thing with me. Uh, Lawrence, Massachusetts, I've been back several times. I still have relatives who live there, and uh, and the Lawrence Eagle Tribune was a newspaper that I think still is around, and God bless it, and I read that. And anybody out there want to get a subscription to the Lawrence Eagle Tribune, please do, and uh, that kind of thing. Thank yeah. you for the question. Boston just lost Maka
2: Schmatt. Maka Schmatt. Here's uh, Logan That's from true. Louisville with a question about, with some more kink shaming, maybe
1: yes hey yo greg this is uh logan from louisville i just wanted to hear your thoughts on foot fetishes thanks i'll hang up and listen that's a (laughs) that's an interesting question Uh, i don't have one uh i used to be a foot model as some people know (laughs) you know back in college
2: rodrigo from sao paulo knows
1: Yeah, you know, back in college, made a couple of bucks. uh, No, you didn't. (laughs) Modeling uh, my feet in in ads, magazine ads. You were the before. I admire, I appreciate a good looking foot, a well groomed foot. (laughs) uh, 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 The bone structure on a foot (laughs) has to be perfect. Um, It is not. Are you talking about men's feet or women's feet? Both. I admire uh, feet of all types. Who, when all, they have the every... right bone structure, when they're perfectly designed, I love a foot. I admire a foot, but it's never been a sexual peccadillo. Best male foot you've ever seen? My own, back in Mine. my twenties.
0: No, <laughs> I'm serious. All right, besides yours. Okay, I don't notice feet. You just said
1: you were like looking at bone structure. I when I look if if I'm looking at a at a foot model, if I'm looking at a magazine uh, where where I see naked feet, I will admire them. <laughs> Of course tell I us, will. Dad, you've been in a lot of locker rooms. Tell us who had the biggest feet. I can tell you about the biggest something, but not feet. <laughs> yeah. oh, I never. I, I will tell you this. I will tell you this. Don't tell me that, please. Um, back when Shaquille O'Neal played for the Heat for a couple of years. We're cutting this. That? No, no. I'm not, I'm not going where you think I am. Okay. I'm going below that at ground level. That's okay. what we all assumed, Greg. His feet were like canoes. They're like unbelievable. He had the largest feet I've ever seen in my life by a human being uh, and, and surprisingly soft feet, Shaquille. They were not they, they were not muscular feet. They were soft feet which I really admired.
0: So his feet you saw, but no one else's.
1: Yeah, well, you know, they're size like 48.
0: I mean, they're they're like the biggest <laughs> so feet Shaq's I've ever seen. The answer. I love how you mock my question and then answer it as Shaq. So Shaq's the best feet you've ever seen. Aren't his keep... feet gnarly? Oh, no, that's LeBron.
1: Yeah, Shaq would have his sneakers in front of his locker, and I would see, like, trainers and equipment men rowing his sneakers out of the <laughs> locker room. That's how big they were. <laughs>
2: All right, here's Jerry from La Crosse, Wisconsin. Jerry here, La Crosse, Wisconsin. Greg, you got to <laughs> f*** one, kill one, marry one. Dan Lebitard, Stu Gatz, Ron McGill, go.
0: F, marry, kill, Dad. You know how to play this game? No, I don't. You have to f*** one of these guys, you have to kill one, and you have to marry one. Oh, I can't play that. You're playing it. No, I'm not. I love all three of those people.
1: Dad, it's I, a, I don't, I don't know how to play that
0: game. Let's just state for the record, my dad is not actually going to kill the person that he says kill here.
1: <laughs> right. How do you even play that game? Dad, you play it at tongue-in-cheek.
0: You say, oh, Dan always gives me shit, so I'll kill him. Deron looks like he'd be good in bed, so I'll marry him, and then, uh, like, you know what I mean? Like, you don't take it serious. what's the third
1: one? Kill? Marry? And what? It, it's, and f**k. Um, <laughs> I will kill Dan. <laughs> See, oh, wow. Is it because he makes fun of you a lot? Marry Stugatz. Oh, wow. The same thing. Cause... I mean, Ron McGill it
0: has the classic good looks. All right. So, wait, no. Why are you killing Dan? God, you're you've. no one's ever been
1: worse at this game, by the way. I've never heard of the game until just a second. You've never heard of F. Mary Kill? No, n- never. Not once. You know, Dan uh, is is sometimes is very mean to me on the air. Oh, wow. And, and, Where did you come you up know, with that? I, I feel like if I, you know, could kill him and get away with it, I, you know, I'd give it a thought. Right. Of course, I'm kidding. Love a Even though Dan never listened to my podcast, Dan, you know, I love him. Yeah move on to the next question.
0: Hey, Greg, long time first time here. So I just recently started seeing this woman, right? And
2: everything's going great. Everything's great and bad, etc., etc., only one problem she's married so you know i talked to her about it so she said she's gonna leave her husband for me and all that kind of stuff but you know at the end of the day i'm kind of thinking do i really want to do this um so anyway that leads to my question um do you think steroid tainted guys like clemens and bonds belong in the (laughs) hall of fame thanks so much
0: do you think was that whole story made up just to get to that you think
1: I think think so. (laughs) I was about to tell him his moral compass should be wobbling a little bit in a way that sends up uh, red, red uh, flares. But uh, I was going to tell
0: him, just ride it out. You don't want the mess. You don't a a lady with kids leaving like and then like you're now you're like, it's just it seems very messy, sir. Just stay the way you're doing it now or or get away from it completely. The whole get get her to leave her family. For me, that's a dangerous game.
1: Okay, now let's get to the real important question that he was asking and of and switch gears on this. The steroid guys do deserve to be in the Hall of Fame yeah. if you have determined that their steroid use uh, was not a predominant factor in their talent and in their lifetime accomplishments. And you're the arbiter of that. Yes, I am, <laughs> because I have a vote. If you want to have a vote, I would name you the no, arbiter.
0: No, I'm saying you're the arbiter of like, which guys did it, this, you know, yes, when these people correct. did it and you know when other yes, people did it. Yes, because I researched
1: that before I vote. Correct. So what
0: years did Jeff Bagwell do steroids? I, I, have, I have no idea. Okay. Didn't you vote? Did you vote for Jeff Bagwell? I didn't at first. Um, but
1: now you, you have... do. But now you do and you have no idea about any of his information with when he I did mean, not that. offhand. When I was voting for him or not five years ago, I researched it. I'm sorry. You've succeeded in embarrassing me by not recalling something that I specifically researched five years ago.
0: It's annoying because you're doing this thing that you kind of do with like the thing I always say, you don't actually like you're 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 just like trying to be like, I'm Greg Cody and I have an iron fist. And it's like, just just, like let these guys
1: put them in if they were good. If they're a Hall of Famer, they're a Hall of Famer. Look, my philosophy is there's too many people in the Hall of Fame, and I don't care what Hall of Fame that is. I would rather err on the side of not letting a marginal player in than I would err on the side of letting uh, a marginal player in who doesn't deserve it. So I'm always going to err on the side of, uh, uh, of not voting for someone unless they really wow me. Why do we err? You Why know? are we erring on any side? Because isn't it short for the word error? So if I'm
2: going to yeah, make a course. mistake, I'm going to do it on the side of caution, right?
0: I think Or is error origin. before you is like, like E-R- R- err? It's not an error until it's the roar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but okay. listen, follow me on this. This might be really stupid. <laughs> just, but if an oh, error is if an error is a mistake, and you're saying I err on the side of caution, that means you actually use caution. It's not a mistake. You're not mis. Am I crazy here? Yes. Okay. No, right. no. If I <laughs> err on the side of caution, I am being extra cautious. So what does that have to do with the word error, which is a mistake? I might be wrong. I'm just, I think when that's you what err it comes on from. the side of something, you're choosing to do that.
1: I'm mistaking to do what I'm doing. No, if what... I'm going to, if I'm, what that means is if I'm going to make a mistake, it will be on the side of caution. That's what that means. Oh, I make, I make errors. Yes. If on I'm the going to err, caution. I'm going to err on the side of caution. If, if, if there's two ways means. to go about
0: this, I'm going to take the more cautious way. Yes. And if that happens to be an error, it's an error. Correct. All right. Sorry. I had, a, I had a moment there. I was thinking that I thought we were saying two different words like, err. I thought it was like, err on the side whatever man i'm an right. idiot let's move on, on <laughs> all right
2: just a couple more to go or three more to go this is or just, yeah just uh, uh, we're almost there that's what yeah please leave that man. all in
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> all right this is not so much a question this is an attempt at a correction but we might have a rebuttal
1: greg on a previous podcast episode you mentioned june Lockhart as if she was dead but she is still alive
0: guess guess who didn't air on the side of caution that time
1: i'm telling you
0: what greg cody (laughs) he aired on she's dead no Um, i
2: i don't have the energy to go in the wayback machine right now to find when greg mentioned that but i'm pretty sure he came on the next week's episode and owned it i think you're right i said she's dead but she's not i don't remember exactly but i think he did no i I, let that call through then
1: I seem to recall that. First of all, I want to thank Mr. Lockhart for the call. That's a very thoughtful question. I never want to kill someone. June Lockhart. Oh, boy. One of the great sitcom uh, people of the 1960s and underrated, if I may say, I believe is alive and well in her 90s. I want to get June Lockhart on our podcast. I assigned both of you to cast a line, cast a line to get June Lockhart on our podcast. Yeti, one of my favorite things of this
0: episode so far is how off we've been. And I'm going to take some responsibility here because I edited some of these clips of when you announce their name, they say their name. And when you don't say their name, <laughs> they don't say their name. So we either get their name twice or not at all. I love that. Because like the, before it was a double my name favorite. and then that last guy, we didn't get his name. So it's just I love it. Chef's kiss what we got going on here. So it's far. perfect. In my opinion,
2: this next caller, Tyler asks the worst question that you could ask this show.
0: Please say your name.
2: Greg, do you think you would be even a bigger star in showbiz if your name was Greg with two G's at the
0: end? Greg,
1: that kind of thing.
0: Wow, Okay. does this guy get the show? I
1: don't don't think he's ever met you. Tipper and Tyler, too. (laughs) What? Um. (laughs) The answer is no. I feel like, look. If I were a Greg with two G's, my entire career would have been stunted. I would be selling. I wouldn't uh, be here. No, you wouldn't be here. Mm-hmm. I would not be a morning man. I would be no man at all. <laughs> I would be se- selling chemicals by the drum. Not that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> what? <laughs> what would what you be selling? I would that? be selling chemicals by the drum. Who said that? I would be rolling them on forklifts. What? <laughs> Who said that? Hal Habib? <laughs> I don't know. Every why time that, you say you know, a
0: saying, it's like some old writer from the 90s. It's like, yeah, that was Gary <laughs> Stevens. That was Hal Habib.
1: Like, <laughs> I love it. An old writer from the 90s. Unless you mean the 1890s, <laughs> you can't refer to the 90s as old. Come on now. Dad. Dad. Tell him Th- Yeti. Or, oh my gosh! Shit,
2: I just did it! Shit! No, no!
1: Yeti just called oh you dad. Oh. You're welcome, son. <laughs> oh. Thank Jay's you, son. She's never
2: gonna let me live this down. <laughs>
1: Thank Excuse you, me, son. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, I'm sorry. What a
1: touching moment,
0: <laughs> Daddy. I'm sorry. <laughs> look at at uh, Yeti. Look at him. <laughs> look at Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> oh he's doing the thing again
1: alright let's continue all this right. is getting too emotional I'm verklempt <laughs> last caller hey this is Junior uh, out of Kings Mountain North Carolina I just wanted to settle a debate with a buddy of mine once and for all are truck nuts funny I'll take my answer off the air thanks
0: <laughs> okay I vote. that's I a good got question th- we got three people here so we just we simply all three vote and that's the answer okay Alright. Um, I, I will go, go first. Ahead. Okay. Yeti, you go first. I'm going to give the worst, the, the most Yeti
2: answer, yes and no. <laughs> oh, Christ. How are we supposed to Yeti? We're playing a game
0: here with three people. Alright, I what will answer that? as my juvenile self. They are hilarious. Yeah. I disagree. It's the biggest no of my life. And, and I look like somebody who might have them. So, like, I, I get that. And that's maybe why I resent them a little bit. <laughs> when but... you shave, you look like someone who would have them. <laughs> yeah. Oh.
2: <laughs> Plus, I see.
0: I may have had an issue. Yeah. Some guy in high school was like one of these like just jerks that nobody like he was just a jerk and he had that. So it's like it's like that one of those things, something like that. If something like someone you knew in your like formative years has something you like yeah. hate that thing. Forever. You
2: know, my, my 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 normal self is like like it's really gross, shouldn't be there. But like there is like the ju- like the Adam Sandler side of me doesn't yeah. think it's funny, especially when my cousin put it on the back of his bicycle.
0: Plus, it's good balance right there, Yeti. We went one and one, and now the guy whose name is on the show, the Go big kahuna, it. the Greg Cody show with Greg Cody, gets the final like Judge Judy over here. Judge Greg. Are truck nuts funny?
1: I think they're garish. <laughs> uh I think they're juvenile. So I would say no, but, but you're sitting on a fence. I mean, Jesus Christ, can we get just, <laughs> okay,
0: look, I've explained. That, have you ever heard judge Judy do what you're doing right now? Judge Judy, she would have been off the air in like two, two seconds. Okay. Is she still around?
1: Yes. She's okay. crushing it. You want to, you want to talk about right. judge Judy's net worth? I didn't want to kill her like June Lockhart. <laughs> so she's still around. $440 $440 million. Dollars. Okay, well, I make four hundred and forty-one million for each podcast episode. How about that? Wow! Listen, we're underpaid, um, Yeti. Mm-hmm. No, those things are uh, they're, they're garish, they're they're juvenile. But I will say this: they're an educational tool. Because <laughs> I'm imagining, like, I don't have, I don't have, you know, young kids anymore. But if I'm riding along in my car. And pulling up at a light behind these these uh, truck nuts, or whatever you call them. Truts. You know? All of a sudden, my, my six-year-old, my five-year-old granddaughter is saying, Pop, what are those? And then how do you answer that? Why does that truck have balls? How do you answer that? That's you my say, question. Go
0: ask
2: mommy. Okay. <laughs> yeah, perfect. I All explained right. truck nuts to my kids a few months ago, and my son- was like belly laughing. He was crying. So he was like, you're just like, at, Hey, you know how you have nuts, balls? but like, Why? Why would someone put that on their truck? Like he just like, he could not wrap his brain or. And, and, and that's, that was the perfect reaction. It's true.
0: Why would you do this? Did you explain it? Like, so you know how you have balls, son, <laughs> that truck has balls. S- right.
2: Someone doesn't. So they want to feel like, <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. So they you put them on know. their truck. <laughs> that was, that, that, that was junior. There you go. That was the last of our callers. So that was thank wow. you, callers.
0: That was fun. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> yep. Should we should we talk a couple more times around in circles about the submarine thing before we get out of here? Yeah,
1: let's not. Let's yeah. not. That, uh...
0: Hopefully some of that was cut. I was just saying we were both saying this on the back end. Hopefully you only heard like six minutes of that conversation instead of the 15 that it went on.
1: Yeah. How about how about four minutes? Yeah. Let's cut that as much as we can, because I was very angry trying not to show it. But the questions lifted me.
0: At least you like handled helium. the first question well when Yeti made a great joke and you snapped at him. <laughs> What's that?
1: What happened?
0: I don't remember, but it was just yeah, Yeti, made it, made a, Yeti made it perfectly. Oh, yeah, it was about geography. It was like a perfectly oh, yeah. good joke about how we're closer. In, it was never questioning your knowledge of geography. It was, just, Yeah, I think
2: it was. It was just a joke about- Careful, like, Chris. You're telling him what he's
1: trying to say. Exactly. Yeah. That's, that's See, what but, it
2: was. He was finally getting me for that.
1: That's what Okay, was. but that was an early question. Am I right? So I was still coming down from my yes. anger- over the whole submersive. That's my point. It was totally Dang. unwarranted anger about
0: that joke Yeti made where we had nothing to do with that.
1: Right? Yeah, that kind of thing. You know, yeah,
2: you exactly. take me for what I am. Hey, everybody. Make sure to go to shop.thegregcodyshow.com. Support the show, support, support Sheets and Giggles, and we will have an episode on July 3rd. It's a cruise episode. A crepe Yes. A crepe-isode. Episode. Yes, and a get crepe-isode.
0: Your, it, I, we got to do this for the next week or so. Maybe not now when you're listening, but it will be in the next week or so.
1: Morningwood Elementary. Damn you right. Just, <laughs> you have to. Morningwood. All right. Thank you, everybody. Thanks for uh, coming along on our joyride once a week, and we'll see you next week. That kind of thing.
0: Dad, how hammered are you going to get on this cruise? If
1: I had a hammer. <laughs> what? <laughs>
0: I'd hammer in the, I morn- in the morning.
2: i the- hammer in the evening. Keep it going, Greg. All, All over this land. land. I'd hammer out freedom. hammer out Miller
0: Lights. Hammer hammer about, out the what, love between the brothers and, and, and
2: sisters, sisters just all, all over this all land. All over land
0: just seven nights seven straight nights of me and my dad closing the casino hammer <laughs> hey, time